0: N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. Lock the gate! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. How's it going? What's happening? Everything okay? Y'all right? I'm all right, I guess. I don't think my cat Buster likes me. I think he puts up with me and I think, you know, we have a, a strange relationship, but I don't know if you've had that experience where you have a pet and then a friend of yours comes over and they they seem to want to go home with them. And I can't resent the guy ga- I can't resent the cat. I cannot resent Buster Kitten. He's an odd cat. He's he fetches things, he thinks. Sometimes he looks like a human in the face. But, uh, you know, I do everything I can for the guy, but he's sort of like he'll 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 hang out with me when I'm doing things. But when I'm not, it just, you know, I think he likes other people better than me. And uh, what do I do about that? Right. Do I keep trying? I mean, how much like I'm feed this cat like better than some humans eat. You know, maybe that's it. Maybe I got to toughen up a little bit. Or maybe it's just, I don't know, he's used to me. You know, we have a certain thing we do. And then when other people come over, he loves them and they go away. You know what I just realized? It's exactly like me. The cat is exactly like me. Today on the show, I talked to Linda Cardellini, uh, who is in the new film, uh, Green Book. You might have known her. You remember her from Freaks and Geeks. She had a part in Mad Men. She, she's done a lot of ER. She's done a lot of things. She's a very, very fine actress and I had an opportunity to talk to her so I took it and I dug it and you'll hear that in a few minutes I promise you that's going to happen for you you're going to hear me and Linda Cardellini talking let's read a couple emails I got a good one I thought it was a good one because this guy's very attentive something, there was something about I like this email subject line hands down the funniest moment hey Mark been listening since God knows when ep 220 I think a few thoughts that's episode 220. One, some of us are fans of the superhero movies because we grew up on comics and never thought we'd see them on screen as dynamic as they are and are meant to be. An old crusty bartender I know saw the very first Spider-Man when it came out and he muttered, I've been waiting for that movie since I was five. Anyway, I fucking love him. Okay, pal, noted. I get it. That makes sense to me. I respect that. Two, Michael Clayton is one of the finest films ever to grace a screen. I love when you talk about it. Die Hard is on at the theater every Christmas, but I'd go see Michael Clayton on the big screen for multiple viewings. Quote, I'm not the enemy. Then who are you? Unquote. It's a couplet from Michael Clayton, by the way. Three, this is the meat of it. Your talk with Howie was fantastic. You run the gamut with guests and the interviews always shine. That snappy patois that surfaces when you have a comic on is golden. I've got a pretty good job and I work in construction with contractors. Sometimes I'm at the job site out in the rain and they joke, must be nice to cruise around and chill in an office. I usually respond, this is the job I chose. You have the job you chose and here we are. My shit ain't without its hang-ups. Bullshit last-minute changes and putting out fires. Sometimes the whole company seems like a rudderless ship with no one at the helm. When you guys were talking about bombing and how he's all, quote, nobody knows, unquote, and you said, because you can't leave. It brought tears of laughter to my eyes. I rewound it at least 15 times. Hands down, the funniest thing I've heard on your wonderful show. The pain in that moment about those moments coupled with the knowledge that this is what you signed on for. The love you have for your craft, even what might be the worst part about it, is just something you deal with. I imagine it's not even a clause or a fine print for a comic. It's ironclad, guaranteed that at some point this is going to happen. Soldier on. Thanks for the show, man. You are a constant source of laughter, inspiration, and wisdom. Keep up the phenomenal work. Boomer lives. Sincerely, Anthony. That, that, to me, because he picked up on that moment, you know, when we're talking about bombing and how he's talking about how no one really understands it, but then he brought up his own life. It's just, and I never really thought about it either. Uh, It made me reflect on, you know, when you're younger in comedy or whatever you do. I mean, the worst fucking thing that can happen is the shit doesn't go over. And when you're starting, you're only doing it for five minutes, three minutes. And it's 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 an eternity. And then all of a sudden, as life goes on and you stack up these experiences where it it gets as bad as it's going to get. In terms of occupational problems in this particular field, or whatever fields you're working in, you know, if you've been doing something for a decade or more, you know, you're you're going to have a pretty good resume of things getting fucked up, of things going really wrong, of things like teetering on the edge of complete chaos and failure, or or quitting, or losing your job. And after you get a bunch of them, and they get a little behind you, you're like, "Nah, yeah, it was uh, it. It wasn't great when that happened, but it, yeah, it's a long time ago. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Nothing fucking matters. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. where did that come from, Hassan Aisaba? Let's do a little business. I should have done this at the beginning, but I'm doing it now. I'm going to do sort of a residency at the Dynasty Typewriter. That's a space down, uh, sort of downtown, Koreatown here in Los Angeles. There's going to be a series of dates through February and the beginning of March. Sundays, I'll be doing uh, workshopping an hour or two, trying to work some stuff out. They're usually fun shows. I'll bring feature acts with me of all different sorts. Um, Hopefully, I got to ask some people, but you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour to uh, get the links for the tickets to all those shows. I believe there's five of them coming up. The first one is this Sunday, January 20th. So that's happening. If you live in Los Angeles, you're going to be in town. Come see me one of those Sundays at Dynasty Typewriter. It's a nice little space. So this is me talking to Alinda Cardellini, Uh, She can be seen in Green Book, which is in theaters now, and she's in the upcoming Netflix comedy series, Dead to Me. And... I'm sure a lot of you fell in love with her on Freaks and Geek. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and Fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by bestselling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. You Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. You told me you've never talked for an hour.
1: I, I talked for an hour once before. In public? In yeah.
0: And what, why? What happened? Was it a bad hour?
1: No, it was great.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was great. So it worked out? Yeah, it worked out. But you grew up in California?
1: Yes, Northern California.
0: That's the best. Yeah. Where'd you like, grow up?
1: Uh, around San Francisco, like 30 minutes south.
0: What was your family doing up there?
1: My family's been in San Francisco for generations. For generations? My-
0: the Cardellinis of San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, already? I mean,
1: well, there were different <laughs> names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but seriously. Um, my father's grandmother was born there. Uh-huh. And so... My my great grandmother, my grandmother, my father, my sister, her son, yeah. have all been born in in San, in San Francisco. Francisco. Um, and then on my mom's side is one generation less. So yeah, so they've a, been there forever. They've
0: been there for a long time. But where they come from originally, like New York? No, they no. All
1: like checked in at Ellis Island, and I mean according to
0: family lore, yeah. Uh,
1: they all checked in at Ellis Island and kept going from Italy my dad's side from Italy, my mom's side from Ireland. Some oh. other uh, pieces of the puzzle That's I think came from Germany and yeah. But
0: Irish Italian, yeah. Full on Catholic, genetically yes. Catholic yes. for hundreds of years. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, lots of children, big families, yeah.
0: <laughs> Have you visited those places?
1: I've been to Italy. I've never been to Ireland.
0: Ireland's beautiful. I know, I'm dying to go. I I'm, really would love to go. I was just there. I've only been to like Dublin though and Kilkenny. But like it's beautiful.
1: That's more than I've got. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I know, but where'd you go in Italy?
1: (laughs) I've been, well, the first time I went there, I played soccer there. I played a lot of soccer when I was a kid. Really? You were a bunch of different countries playing soccer with you.
0: Was it because you were great at it or because it was just a high school? I was good enough, and
1: there was a team that was going, and I could go and. We were young, and so you
0: played against the Italians.
1: So the first time I went, I went to Denmark and Holland, <laughs> yeah. and the second, and we stayed with families when I was thirteen. Yeah. And the second time I went, I went to Italy, Austria, France, and Germany. Oh man! And so I went to Verona, and we got our, you know, we got our yeah. asses handed to us, but, <laughs> but we had a great time. Um, but uh, so that was the first time I went. I did a play. I've done a play there in Italy as a grown up, as a as a college student. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, weird. And. uh which I was leaving to do right after Freaks and Geeks. And I yeah. was like, why would you go do a play some like, ancient play? And
0: What was the ancient play?
1: It was a version of Lancelot. Uh huh. But it was like you're <laughs> saying you're like I had, a question. I know. It was, you know because now I mean I have I have an interesting memory. It's sort of like yeah. I, can rem- I can hold on to things for a short period of time, but my long term is a little bit, and right. it doesn't matter how I'm the important opposite. it is to me.
0: I'm sort of the opposite. Yeah. Oh really? The, no. no. matter what? Everyone's like,
1: well, that's because it's not so important to you, and it's absolutely not. It's true. just
0: gone. It's the, uh, the...
1: yeah. It's it goes somewhere else. Yeah. But my short term works. Well, Well, so I could always cram,
0: get through the day,
1: memorize my lines, (laughs) breathe, read a book, and (laughs) then read it again a year later.
0: Uh huh. Um, Lancelot. Lancelot,
1: yes, but there was a. It it was like one of the first uh, non secular plays, and it was being performed with this this medieval play festival. And so this teacher of ours took Uh us. And we went and did that. So I remember that's after the pilot of Freaks and Geeks. That's what I. I went you went to, you know, to and uh, did
0: that. Well, you I, I, you didn't have a huge career in show business yet, so you. Could no, just I mean go. I've been
1: trying. Freaks and Geeks wasn't my first show. People always think it was, but.
0: Well, let me ask you a, co- a couple of questions about growing up in San Francisco. Did any of your family actually live in the city of uh, SF, San Francisco itself?
1: Uh, when I was growing up, yeah.
0: No. Yeah, no. but they sort of they, they started there and then kind of spread. Yeah, out. I
1: mean, my brother moved there, and you know, people always lived. You know, moving do you remember,
0: Did you like go when you were growing up? Is that where you used to hang out? Like, go to San Francisco sometimes?
1: Oh, we would go there all the time. Yeah, it's great. Like at my right? birthday party there, or what? You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. It wasn't. It was more of like a adventure. Yeah, we sort of had a more suburban life.
0: Right. You didn't. Well, yeah, because it's like such a freak show, San Francisco. I lived there for a couple of years, and I was like, what is going on where here? Where did you live? I lived in the Mission. Yeah. For a year on South Van Ness, and then I moved. That's up. where
1: my grandmother grew up.
0: It really We're on the mission, yeah. Yeah, see, I was—I never got a... like, and then I moved to the Panhandle, like Clayton and mm-hmm. fell. But when I got there, I could never like—I've lived in New York, I've lived here—I could never quite get a handle on how that city was sort of put together. Like, who's in charge? What? What? What's the history of it? It just seemed like this, uh, like, uh, uh, like a, a circus. Like it was a, just embraced freaks of all kinds for generations.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh... It's, it's it's great. Yes, it is. It's rich.
0: Yeah, I it guess is. when but you get I into never... it, it's
1: it's very creative too. Like over yeah. time, in yeah. history and even like back in the sixties to now with Silicon Valley, like it, there's a lot of creative yeah. energy that happens there. That's
0: right. The creative energy now is is very much more. Uh, uh, Profit-oriented,
1: <laughs> but it didn't maybe perhaps start that way.
0: I don't know. Like the the Silicon Valley thing. Right? Have South you been version,
1: there? Some kind of like.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe the original uh, computer I nerd. Mean, do I, I, I don't know, but uh, but you know, it's different though. Have you been there lately? Yes. It's like I mean, it's completely the mission is. It's like it, there's no grit to it. it. Maybe one corner, like on uh, where's that Mission and Sixteenth at that at that BART station, is still nuts.
1: Well, I, I feel like um, in. in some ways, you know, change is always going to come. Sure, but I think that that it's a difficult change because, in yeah. on, on one hand, there's progress and yeah. there's like you know things that get d- changed for the better, right. and on the other hand the thing that I've seen the most is it drives the generations out. Like where I grew up, it was like grandmothers and right. and aunts and uncles yeah. and parents. And, right. and it was uh, a place where families went to raise their children. Right, You know, they maybe moved from San gen- Francisco because it was warmer. Right, And you were able to like, you know, <laughs> wear crazy. a bathing suit in the summer yeah. and swim. Yeah. It wasn't foggy and, and cold. You, and
0: you were able to grow up with your grandmother around you the corner. You were able to
1: grow up with your grandmother around the corner. Oh, and your that's... grandmother had their friends. Yeah. And, and then I, th- I think what I've seen, because it's happened two areas that I've lived in where yeah. sort of this new tech money comes in right. and industry comes in. yeah. And uh, I think what happens is the generations get moved out because yeah. suddenly this house that you bought for $30,000 20 years ago is yeah. now worth a million Why or, not sell or above. It? Yeah. And uh, and you can have a different sort of lifestyle, sure. but you're moved out of the neighborhood. Right. So then in the neighborhood is, is right. younger, more sort of
0: yeah, no history.
1: moneyed. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like a different a different feel to the neighborhood. Yeah. Or in in the event of like some of my friends, their parents have houses, but when they have grown up and have a normal job, they can no longer afford to live near their parents. Right. So then they have to move sort of two yeah. hours away and and so it's 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 um that's what it does to them. Where the are your folks? In Northern California, oh, but not there? in the same neighborhood. Oh. They moved a couple hours away. But that's
0: not too far. And you got a kid now, right? I do, yeah. So they have a good relationship with the oh, grandparents? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And,
1: it, and then my my daughter's father and I have known each other since we were kids.
0: So his folks are up there too? So his
1: folks, but they, everybody's moved sort of hours away. Oh, you know, so they're right. a couple hours from each other. Oh. But everybody's still up there. Our friends are still up there.
0: So pretty up there. It is. It's beautiful. So how Catholic were you brought up? Very. Really?
1: I mean, we didn't go to church every weekend, but my yeah. parents were brought up Catholic. Yeah. And uh like they were told you had to go to confession every week. Did you go? I went well, I have <laughs> I went when I was little cuz my mom was like you should go to confession every week to go and I was very young. Yeah. And and I was the youngest of four. Yeah. And, but my parents were protective. And, right, right, right. And uh, and I went to confession. It was a really old Irish priest. <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't, you know, I was scared. Mm. I was like, bless me, Father, if I have sin. And I was going to say like one sin. They said you could save up one and then go sell it. And so right. I said, you know, I missed mass. Yeah.
0: And he yelled at me. No.
1: Because he was, you know, kind of an old, cranky yeah. Irish, Irish priest, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he yelled at me. And I was hysterically crying. <laughs> and Swear, and, and I came out of there. And he said, you, I he said, why didn't you? You go to church do you have a bike and i said yeah i have a bike you know i got one last christmas or whatever yeah. it was he's like you should ride your bike to that oh my you know, God. And i came out of there and i was hysterically crying my mom felt terrible terrible about the it.
0: the old man scared you yeah and i was like
1: i'm never going again <laughs> And you know i was a very sensitive child
0: yeah, yeah. of course right i
1: mean obviously i'm, yeah. still, I'm a very sensitive adult too <laughs> and uh and I didn't really even have any sins, did, but you know? Did, right. I
0: mean, but did that, that scared you away forever? Scared me away.
1: And so for, here's the, for life? this is a funny story actually. So then <laughs> yeah. my mom, my, one of my good friends, her mom was always like the most wonderful person. She yeah. always had everybody to her house. And if there was a new priest, she would invite them in and feed them because priests like to be fed and sure. nuns, you know.
0: That's part of the racket. They yeah. So, just going go anywhere and eat. And, s- s-
1: and they had a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So everybody always went to their house. Your parents? My friend Jeannie.
0: Oh, Jeannie. Yeah. Okay.
1: And so her mom had the new priest over, which was like this young Irish priest who everybody liked. He was funny and he was fun Uh and everybody was swimming. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, my mom had told that I had been scared away from confession. She
0: she told the young new priest. Yes.
1: But I didn't know that. So I was swimming. Yeah. Everybody was swimming in the pool. It was a pool party. Yeah. And he Mm. swam up to me. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God! Here's a, like a, I saw a priest in shorts, yeah, with no shirt on, which was you know normally you saw them in their whole garb, and yeah. I was like, this is odd. And I remember just clocking that he had, and I was you know I was like 11, and yeah. it, there was nothing lascivious about it at all. Right. He was a very wonderful, kind human. Yeah. There was nothing sure. of, like it was not that nothing at all. dirty. No, nothing at all. Because yeah. when you say that, and then you say the priest, you know, people right, get yeah, scared. Yeah. But and he came up to me and he had a very earnest talk with me he's like your mother said that you are scared of going to confession yeah. and that somebody yelled at you and he you know and he gave this whole explanation of how like that's not really how it is right. if i ever wanted to talk and the whole time all, all i could think of was that he had hair on his nipples uh, you know what i mean cuz i'd never <laughs> seen a priest with his shirt off which as a kid you're thinking like they're different than you somehow and like i don't I, yeah, you know i was sure. like prepubescent yeah. and <laughs> and, uh, and he was very kind when I came
0: home. I was like, Did you bring Mom, it up? <laughs>
1: how could you do that? But she was trying to help me.
0: That was the first time you saw hair on nipples?
1: I mean, Is probably not. Like but my
0: you, 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 dad like, or something, sure, but, like, but you registered it because it's a But I'm priest. a priest, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to see people who aren't supposed to be half dressed, half dressed.
1: Right, which is the funny thing about yeah. swimming.
0: Yeah, it's like it's suddenly true. it's
1: totally okay.
0: Yeah, I mean it should be okay, but it is odd. Yeah, especially if it's yeah. You know, it pretty... should be
1: okay, absolutely. Of
0: course. So, uh, all right. So you, it didn't stick though the Catholicism.
1: uh n- no, not, not really? in that way. No.
0: And you have how big is your family?
1: Uh, my mom is one of seven. Wow. And they all have a lot of children. Yeah. And so I had at one point. I mean, people have passed away now, and you know whatever. But I had at one point like over twenty. First twenty, around twenty, first cousin twenty-one, yeah. And so. they were
0: all in the area. Yeah. That's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. And my though. Irish side is much bigger than my Italian side. Really. Yeah.
0: That's your dad's side. Yeah,
1: my dad's side's Italian.
0: Italian. So your mom's side's the Irish. Yeah. Uh huh. Like what? Like where? Like that's bigger. Yeah. And they stayed together. They still. Together?
1: Yeah. Very very close. Yeah. I mean, now people have moved away, but up until. I was a full-grown adult. Nobody had really necessarily... I had one cousin who moved away.
0: Right, but your folks are still together? Yeah,
1: they met when they were um, seven. They lived around the corner from each other. They started dating when they were in high school, and they have been together ever since. Wow. My sister, so- the same thing. Like, she buried her neighbor, and they And then you since. did it. Uh, yeah, he wasn't my... He was the neighbor of two of my very close friends. But he was, was around. He was around.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. ended up together after... Yeah. But how did that happen after so many years? Because you were not always together no
1: no 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 um we were always friends oh that never was not it. friends but oh. not like best friends but sure never not friends and, that, and then he was working he lived in la yeah. and worked in la and show business kind of peripherally he does yeah. makeup but it wasn't necessarily on set right and, you know and
0: uh where and so else I was do, like, you, well, do you make hey. you
1: know he was always like Fun. Yeah. We always had fun. So I was like, hey, you're here. We ran into each other and I was like, do my makeup sometimes. And, you know, so we would do it and we would hang out and we would go home for holidays, drive in the same car. And
0: and then it just, you just realized, oh, we love each other? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like sort of like once you cross a line <laughs> yeah. with a person in that right. way, right? There's so much history there right. that you're like, oh, and there's something really interesting about it because it's somebody who knows you especially yeah. when you come to los angeles where everybody sort of comes for industry knows you from like before the, yeah and somebody who knows me from before knows my family i yeah. know his family our my aunt was friends with his mom
0: oh and you when have they that you have all that
1: and um, yeah my aunt used to tell the story about this uh, this boy she knew who got uh-huh. killed in vietnam was her first friend that got killed in vietnam and when i went to the to the memorial when i was a kid in eighth grade she said could you scratch this name off for me and it turns out that that's you know steve's uncle Oh really? Yeah. So yeah. it was her friend, and I didn't even we didn't even put it together until much later. Yeah. You went to the wall. When and I was so- a kid in eighth grade, we went to the Washington D.C. Memorial. Yeah, it's
0: heavy, right? Yeah. I've been there. Like I've been there a couple times. It's Beautiful. Like, it's really something. Yeah. Because it just sort of sneaks up on you. You're like, yes. where is it? And then it's like, oh, there. It yes. Is. And you kind of quiet down. And yeah. You go over there.
1: And you inevitably see somebody who you know is there. Yeah. Feeling it. And, oh, yeah. always.
0: Oh, it's like, it's, I just, yeah, it's devastating. I just read some story about Springsteen or like, uh, he's been uh, like some story I just read about Springsteen has been talking about a guy who was in a band when he was a kid in Asbury Park, who was the first guy who really impressed him as a singer. And he ended up, he's a local kid, went to Vietnam and was, you know, killed. And he's, it was just a story about him bringing it up on stage. And one of that guy's kids you know, heard about it and him and Bruce connected and he took, you know, and he was able to get stories about his dad because his dad got killed when he was just a baby. But he was able to get, you know, Bruce tell him about his old man and stuff. It was kind of sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavy, man. Yeah. So where do you. are so
1: young too. Like it takes you to uh, be sort of beyond that age to realize how young 18 is to be sent there and. To
0: that, that fucking. And war. everywhere.
1: I mean, nowadays and, and sure. back then. And but then you, you didn't
0: have a choice. No. You know, and like, uh, did you watch that Ken Burns doc? You got about twenty hours. No, <laughs> you should watch it. Well, that sounds it sounds like maybe I should. <laughs> the Vietnam War. Yeah, why? Well, terrible. Well, no, there was just so, so much I, I didn't know about it. You know, like yeah. you kind of know about it, but like really the the whole history of the. We don't have to talk about Vietnam.
1: We, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to really talk. <laughs> well, about Well, I
0: I didn't either, and then I watched Ken Burns. Well, now and you know, now I know. I know a little. Bit. Yeah, I think I know everything, but <laughs> my short term memory is not great. My long term is better, so I, right, did, well, I didn't retain were a, a nice lot. Pair. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, you didn't tell me how many brothers and sisters you have.
1: I'm the youngest of four. Oh, okay. Um.
0: They what they all end up doing?
1: Um. My my sisters. The, I'm the youngest by far. My sister's thirteen oh. years older than oh, me. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: You were. I'm closer that? in age to
1: her son than she is. But we were always in the house. Were together.
0: Were you an accident? That Ish. you know,
1: somebody once said that to me. Yeah. And my parents were like, "That's not true," because my brother and sister, my my oldest my oldest brother and my sister, they were like. Irish twins, and I yeah. think my parents were like, Whoa, well, we're gonna just t- take it right. easy now and <laughs> yeah. space these kids out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but
0: no, they said you're not an accident. Why would they tell you you were?
1: I know. Yeah. But you know, it's like
0: 13 years. It's pretty. Yeah.
1: It's bad. They you're, started young though.
0: But you're a happy accident. So it's good. Maybe yeah. you're not.
1: I'm pretty. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't know. <laughs>
0: you're doing I think good. I'm Ill, I think they like me. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I started acting when I was a kid. I liked it. I like wanted to what? do it. Like, I like always was performing in like elementary the front school kind of room. stuff. But they didn't let me though. Like you had to be like picked to do a part. Were you
0: a Catholic school person.
1: Mhm. Then I went to Catholic high school. Then I went to Catholic college.
0: Which Catholic college?
1: Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: But you got a good education, right? Even though I but- did.
1: I did. The Jesuits are they're, they're pretty good thinkers and educators. But
0: did you ever sort of like uh, have to wrestle with Telling them, we—I mean, if you didn't stay Catholics other than in sort of tradition, did you have uh, belief?
1: I did for a long time. I had ultra belief. I think when I was young, I was—I think I was, like, I was um, very—I was—I believed wholeheartedly. Yeah. And then when I realized that some of those things were. Allegory, or you know what I mean, yeah. or, or a parable, or what? Then I was like, <laughs> sort of oh, really? exploded my mind. Maybe
0: none of it's true, right? So yeah. I had that moment, yeah.
1: And then I studied world. You know, the good thing about going to Jesuit schools,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I, you study other religions, and mm-hmm. then I started to see the commonality in yeah. other religions, yeah, and appreciate the commonality sure. in other religions and yeah. belief. And I think that you know, if I were to go back to school, I would love to study that yeah. further. I think it's really beautiful what motivates
0: people. the threads of yeah. belief yeah
1: um and uh and so yeah so i sort of it sort of broke apart like that yeah for me yeah um
0: did you ever have to d- sit down with a jesuit and go like i'm having a spiritual crisis
1: yes i if funny enough yeah it was a long time that i was having sort of a spiritual
0: you felt bad about crisis it. yeah sure yeah. Yeah. sure
1: i you know i think would when, when i wholeheartedly was into it i think it was easier right when did ways. it when
0: did it start to crumble College,
1: oh, no, no, way before, oh, yeah. way before. But you know, I was used to sort of like the the. the I, I think in early high school, yeah, you know, right, right. But sure. I wasn't mad at it, right? You know, I was, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, there are other things, yeah, yeah. Not everybody is wrong,
0: right, right. And if you
1: really believe, like, in the idea of of who the person is at the center of the religion, it yeah. was about you know not or judging people, yeah, and yeah. You know, loving your neighbor and sure, all of that. Sure. So I sort of. Sort of. And then I went to, I believe in everything. I believe in nothing. I believe in, I don't know what I believe in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I still don't. I don't know.
0: But when, when you talk to a Jesuit, did they, like, how do they frame So you?
1: I went to the, so the first time I ever went to the Vatican.
0: Oh, you went to the Vatican. I went know, to the Vatican. You went to Rome. But
1: this yeah. was long after i had had the crisis. But I thought, well, if I'm going to go to the Vatican, I'm going to go to confession, because I have confession there. And I'm going to say... I'm having a crisis of faith. I used to really believe and I don't really believe in it. How old
0: were you when this happened?
1: Oh, uh, this was I was older. I was like, you know, like I think I was in college at yeah, this point. Yeah. But I was like, I still, you know, still felt like, oh, Vatican's pretty impressive. Maybe somebody will say something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, to, like maybe somebody'll get, somebody get will, back on track. somebody
1: will get me into something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went there and I said, uh, I, you know they have these confessions that you can go to and I went in and I said and they have different languages because some of the priests speak multiple languages and and
0: it's a big business the Catholic Church yeah it's international yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh and I went in it's beautiful yeah. beautiful the, moving the Vatican's
0: incredible like yeah. you know I went to a lot of those cathedrals and I'm a Jew but I was just fascinated with it but once if you go to a lot of the other ones around the country and then go to the Vatican you're like oh, this is clearly the main one
1: well and but religious artwork throughout time crazy or religious theater throughout time or all all of that stuff it really it blends in it's, with yeah, art but the, so. but the
0: vatican one is so it's so yeah. it's not it's a little more stripped down than the other ones and a lot more uh, kind of gold as i remember yeah. and like because some of the other ones look old and dusty and weird and there's dead popes and every everywhere there's but
1: probably a couple dead popes around there. there's right?
0: hundreds of dead popes everywhere <laughs> in italy there are dead wizards everywhere yeah, pieces of wi- pieces oh, of people uh, relics of kinds right but i just when i i remember when i went to the vatican i'm like this is clearly the headquarters you know yeah 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 yeah. it's uh so you quite can, a building it's amazing and did you go to the sistine chapel i did beautiful yes so okay so you go to confession at the vatican That's so I go exciting. to the confession of the
1: vatican and i say you know i'm really having a problem i used to really believe and i'm I, i'm having an issue yeah and uh the guy who took you know he didn't really speak a lot of English. I think he had English was probably like third or fourth on the oh, list really? of things okay. that he spoke. Yeah, it was a shorter line. Italian so I'm like, I don't know. It's in oh. Portuguese, some other language, and English. I can't remember exactly now. It was a long time ago. <laughs> right. And I went in and I said, you know, bless me, Father. Uh, and I get so nervous because I don't really know the lines. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh God, is it for I have sinned?" I know. Yeah, yeah. You know. And then that first experience with, like, you know, the you father, the, I, the ride your bike to church. Yeah. And so I go in there and, and I say, you know, I don't really know how to do this, but I just want to say, I am having a, you know, I've had a crisis of faith for a long time, and I'm just hoping you can help me out. Wow. And he says, "You gotta have a faith." <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you say
1: you say like I think it was like eight Hail Mary's and a three our fathers. Okay. <laughs> and I was like Oh no! That guy, that poor guy, he has no idea. He just like blew it for me. Like that was he, it. it was my final you. straw. He yeah, he could have like really wrote me wrote back you. in somehow. And that
0: was it. You gotta have you a. You gotta faith have a faith, and that's it.
1: Um. Yeah. So. so but, it didn't, uh,
0: didn't didn't. It's do a it. funny experience.
1: So. Oh yeah, of course. Know, yeah, I mean, it all comes from within, anyways. At some I
0: think point. so. Yeah, it would have been amazing though if someone just kind of blew your mind somehow. Yeah, it like would have presented some philosophical. Uh, Quandary,
1: and I think it's know. there somehow. Somebody probably has one of those things in every religion that can turn somebody like, oh, you know, yeah, turn yeah. you on on the inside. You gotta and-
0: got have the right moment, though. You gotta yeah. like, got see it in their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to do the missionary thing.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, now it's just sort of like a, yeah, just try to be a, as
0: a good, person. good of a person as I yeah, can yeah. and hope that it be a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. And hope
1: that it all works out.
0: Sure. When did you start uh, getting on stage, not in the non professional way? Like, yeah, I was, but well,
1: you know, like in kindergarten, we did Noah's Ark. Of course, yeah, that I was the big. Yeah. My
0: parent, <laughs> my, my parent
1: and my best friend's mom, yeah, my mom and, and her mom, yeah. the best friends, were like, wouldn't it be cute if our kids were skunks? Uh huh. Which is an adorable con, you know, yeah, concept. Sure. But yeah. we got called stinky uh-huh, for the next for the- like ten years of our life. <laughs> um, and uh, and so we were skunks that was my first like my first performance yeah and i knocked over the waves mm-hmm. and that was a problem oh and uh <laughs> so i didn't know that waves. i would have a stage career yeah. necessarily uh-huh. um, but then i always i always liked it i yeah. just always sort of I, I to be honest i think i had a lot of um emotions that i didn't know what to do with uh-huh and I would often find myself like I had a cat. I would go outside and like sing to my cat, and cry to my cat, like as a kid, you know, wow, or, like yeah. tell these stories or do this dress up thing. And like, they always had this emotional commitment to them that I think was.
0: Yeah. Well, you're kind of an only child in a kind way. Kind of, yes. Yeah. so um, what, uh, I mean,
1: they were all in the house. Nobody oh, they moved were. far away, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and we are. had a house that was always filled with people. Yeah. So And food. and And, yeah, food for yeah. sure. But yeah. I mean, like mostly like,
0: People. people hanging around. So, if around. somebody
1: didn't have a place to go, they came to our house, and we'd always joke around, like, who's going to be on the couch, and we'd look and see, like, yeah. one of our cousins or, you know, some <laughs> yeah. stranger. We do not know. Um, but my parents were always very open uh-huh. with people. And, you know, my my dad can play, like, all kinds of instruments, and my dad's, like, really, like, a secret
0: oh, artist in yeah, a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what kind of. He played guitar and stuff?
1: My dad can play the guitar, the accordion, the banjo, the. Did um, he bring
0: it out at family gatherings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not
1: anymore. He won't do it anymore. And my dad's actually, my parents are actually shy in that way. Like, they can never believe that this is what I do for a living. Really? Yeah. Um, but my parents are a little shy that way. But yeah. Uh, my, so, there was always music at my house. My brothers played, my sister played. Like we would play music all the time.
0: Like, what kind? Was anyone into crazy music? A lot
1: of Credence Clearwater. Yeah. Loved a lot of Credence Clearwater, which is, you know, there's only a few chords Great. there, so it's not sure. too complicated. But yeah. So yeah. It was fun. We always had instruments and drums yeah. and neighbors so complaining creative, about
0: it. Creative House.
1: Yeah, of but, sorts. Yeah. But no
0: one was in a band?
1: No, and nobody thought it, that you know, <laughs> that no. Was, I mean maybe no, my but, brothers. Yeah, my brothers were in bands, I yeah, think probably. Yeah. But, yeah rock you know, bands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no one thought this was I'm gonna make a living at this. No. <laughs> no. Just you.
1: Well, my brother, my oldest brother, went to like a modeling contest with his girlfriend one time when he was young and then he ended up winning and so he traveled around modeling for a while and then did a little bit of like Foto acting mo- and oh, stuff yeah? and yeah and i remember he helped me get one of my first jobs which was i worked at a casting agency in san francisco whose uh god it was called like 48 Beno, yeah. or you know as how a,
0: many could there be in san francisco yeah and they yeah. cast commercials and yeah. i
1: would be the person at the desk and i i mean i was so excited i wanted yeah. to be an actress you're in show business i did my first play at 11 yeah. i wanted to be an actress ever since then and i was like oh my god which play the Music Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah. played an old lady.
0: At 11? Yeah. At 11. Is there any videotape of that?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. My father videoed everything. You gotta go it. would it. be like somebody else's wedding and it would be a picture of like, it just be a video of us right. the- <laughs> doing something. Yeah. Yeah. He had always had like, he was a photographer at one point too, Like so he has always had all this equipment.
0: Yeah. So you're working at a casting agency. So how do you, did you study acting at Loyola? I did. Uh, you did? Mm-hmm. For uh, undergrad? Yeah. And for all four years you were doing it?
1: Yeah, and then I didn't totally finish, and so I had to go back. I went back. I didn't know if I would ever... I, my goal was sort of never to finish. I was like, I'm just going to go. My parents were like, please go to college. Yeah. And I was the first of all of us to go away to a four-year college. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, and so I went away to Loyola Marymount, which wasn't that far. I wanted to go to either New York or L.A. And yeah. L.A. seemed like not so far from my family. Sure. And I had actually a little scholarship to another school, theater scholarship, closer yeah. to home.
0: So you went for, you got a scholarship at Loyola? No, no, I theater? had another, at another oh, place. Another I might
1: place? have got, I don't know if I got one there or not. It was just. So
0: you, know. you auditioned for it?
1: No, you didn't have to audition. Oh. Which I was, I didn't want to have to audition.
0: Yeah. <laughs> audition. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and, uh, and I went to Loyola. And it was, uh, you know, from coming from my high school, it was like people who that I liked at my high school who I thought were good went there. So I thought, well, it's, you know, it was small. It didn't yeah. feel so foreign to to, so you had to, to go in, to a giant school. Sure. But you
0: had built-in friends? No. Oh. Well, I
1: had one girl who came with me, oh. Jeannie, who had the pool party. Sure, But then she left. Oh, And then uh, I made friends. But yeah. that was the great thing, I think. For me, going to school in Los Angeles and yeah. trying to become an, an actress was was great for me because it actually gave me uh, f- like a good group of friends and we had gone through moving away from home together and yeah. gone through you know and I have this wonderful group of people that I met through school I didn't have to meet them you know going out at bars because right. I just moved to LA to be sure. an actress right. so I have a, um, you, you I had a nice support system
0: avoided the Pratt Falls of a uh, getting lost in the city right away
1: as much as possible mm-hmm. as possible yeah right. but you know i think that's hard uh, yeah. i think it's really hard when people move out here sure. to become an actor if because you have dream. to make friends you have to like there's a lot of pressure to begin with and then you
0: got to out. have a support system stuff, yeah. and also figure out how to get in you know to like because it seems like most of show business is built on those kind of relationships where you meet yeah. people and you kind of maintain. Friendships with casting agents and this. And I was that. never
1: the best at that.
0: I'm, you know, I was terrible at it.
1: Well, you did all right.
0: Yeah, it took forty years.
1: But see, that, I think that's what you learn. <laughs> it wasn't about like
0: thirty-five.
1: But I think that's the real relationship. I think people can smell it if it's not real, right? Like I
0: guess, like I think there are people that like are have sort of an undeniable talent that if they get seen in the right situation, they'll probably be okay if they don't destroy themselves. And then there are people that work very hard. And kind of find their way as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I don't know. I've never. I never was great at maintaining relationships or even being that pleasant when I was younger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You seem pleasant now.
0: (laughs) It took a long time. Just because
1: I'm sitting in Obama's chair.
0: Oh yes. No. I mean, it just it take. You know, I had to get uh, beat up and you know, handed my ass a few times.
1: I think it's hard when you come to be a. Actor, actress. Or yeah, I was. I came to do comedy,
0: so I uh, acting. That's I never understood extraordinarily hard. But but at the very least, so I, you know, I just had no choice in it. I, it was something. I, it's just what I was meant to do. But the one thing about comedy is you really call your own shots. You're your own, your guy. Yeah. You know, once you figure it out, no one. You're not auditioning. You're doing your own shit from the beginning. You're not kind of going in pretending to be. I don't know how actors handle auditioning. It seems so horrendous. It's
1: still horrendous for the I mean you know, I still I don't know that I necessarily have a handle.
0: It's (laughs) hard it's fucking heartbreaking, really. I mean you gotta really be pretty tough.
1: Which is interesting because you have to be tough and at the same time be vulnerable enough to be able to to do all of the things that you need to do. Well I guess
0: what you do is you frame it in your head as part of the job and eventually that just, you know, it has to right? I mean, you just have to be like, Well, you don't you you might not get it. You maybe you won't it's just it's just part of it, right?
1: Yeah, and I think for me, sometimes when I figure it out, like, oh well, I'm going to get through this because I have this mechanism of coping with it, then it doesn't work the next time. You know what I mean? And you get depressed about it. Right, you you right, know, you feel right, like, uh, right?
0: If you really I? want something, yeah.
1: So, I, but it's you know, it's it's part of it. But I think there are people who are good auditioners who, right? You know, I mean, some people are really good at auditioning. Some people are not as good at auditioning. Doesn't mean it can mean different things on set. Like, you know, but at you know. this
0: point, people know you.
1: I still audition. I audition for Green Book.
0: Yeah? Twice. Twice? Mm-hmm. You're very good in it. Thank you. Did you like working with those guys? I did. Yeah. I did.
1: And you know, the, the audition part was actually really nice because it was me and Vigo and Peter. Uh-huh. And they waited for me. Like, I had a, I was working. and uh, What were you doing? I was doing a movie, a, a horror movie, which was, like, the first one I've really ever done. Wh- which, wh- wh- which one? It's called La Llorona. Uh-huh. And so I didn't even have any clothes to yeah. wear. I borrowed something and I yeah. ran. T- and it, that's, like, one of three things that I've really was so excited to get that I was like well, this is probably never going to happen so I'm just going to show up and yeah. try whatever I can do which then that actually helps me in terms of auditioning <laughs> I was like well I just can show up and do my best Right. That's this is what I got so right. maybe they'll like it. I do yeah. um, and so I went in there and we did it and I thought it was just going to be sort of like a casual they're like oh it'll be casual kind of reading yeah. and I got there and there was like props Oh yeah. and a camera and Vigo and I was like oh oh shh Yes. Okay, you got two choices here, Linda. You, you step up or step back. So I was like, "All right, here we go." Yeah. And and when I read it, I felt like she was somebody that I would have
0: known, sure. in my in family,
1: school, or yeah. something. Like she seemed very much like some friends of mine's mom. Yeah. For, you know, feeding everybody and loving everybody and yeah. welcoming everybody and right, um, and taking care of everybody and supporting everybody. Mm-hmm. Like she really supported everybody. Yeah. So. Um we went in there and we just sort of did it and it was fun and I was like, well, I feel like I could you know, I have this problem though, I have this like curse where I'm like, I can I feel like I could do a different yeah yeah So I walked out and then I was like, you know, it was like a little ten o'clock at night and yeah I went back another day and we sat in there and we talked and read and sort of improved and uh-huh. and then it and then, it, and, then it and then I was on the drive home and you know, you have this whole audition thing where you're like, Oh god, did I just did I uh-huh. do it? Yeah. I can never tell if I did a good job yeah. or a bad job. I, you can't. No, no, no. Hmm. I mean, sometimes you know when you're not feeling it. Yeah. But just because you're feeling it doesn't mean other people are feeling. You know what I mean? Sure. So I, I don't know. And then also, you just never know. I actually feel like you don't really ever know.
0: It's hard to know because, like, I just you know I've been acting for the first time really in the last few years. Is that and, true? Yeah. That
1: seems so crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I did my own show on IFC for a few years, but the glow thing was, you know, the first time I've ever really done it you know, regularly as a job. And there's definitely times where you're like, am I in it? Is it am I doing it? Is it? Happening? <laughs> like, like when you do a scene and then, you know, then the director will move on. You're like, nah, I guess I guess uh, I guess I was there. You know, I can't you can't just sit there and go like, I don't know if I was quite. I mean, you can. You can, but then You can that's ask me. for another take. Yeah. Right, but I've done that before. But sometimes, like, I, I don't... Like, I think there's some... I don't know what the hell I'm judging myself against. You've been doing it your whole life. Like, I... But I, that doesn't
1: mean I've gotten... <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean you've gotten a handle. It changes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You change, it changes.
0: But I'm, I think about submersion. Like, you know, how far in are you supposed to be you know like i can be present and stuff but like then you watch people and you read about people and you're like god they transform their whole being how do you do that
1: <laughs> i think you just i don't know i mean i try to do that yeah you know if i'm lucky i'm doing that but i you know i think you just i i like to be in the story and just try to think with the thoughts of the yeah. people right I'm not to say right. i don't want to sound so self-serious sure
0: but, um I see what you're saying. Like you know, actually put, put yeah let's memories like put a bunch place. of stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That even
1: it doesn't matter. Right. And then in the and then just listen to the other person.
0: Right. Yeah. And be. And I've
1: been really lucky. I mean, sitting there working with uh, Vigo's amazing.
0: Did he put on weight for that thing? Oh yeah. I mean, and he
1: ate like a champ the whole <laughs> time, and my <laughs> job was to bring out these like plates and plates of food, like giant he, plates of he sausage got big. and meat. Yeah, and yeah. He would actually like eat it. Eat it. That's Every th- take, like a whole sausage in his mouth, and I was like, how is he? How is he doing that, number one? And number two, how is he going to lose that? Yeah. Because it was 40, 50 pounds. Oh, But he lost he f- it.
0: He did? Yeah. I guess I that's another thing I don't understand. Yeah, me either. Eating on camera is terrifying. The continuity. I also don't issues. love
1: watching people eat on camera. I
0: don't love like, it either. You when know, I'm
1: watching a movie, I don't really love watching other people eat. But they're
0: right, but but they don't realize like you know what's really going on most of the time is they're spitting it out each, after each take. Yes, and they're trying to figure out you know when they ate. You know, you're asking scripty like when did I take the bite? Yeah, Ugh, or smoke like, the cigarette. Uh, oh, cigarette. He's doing both of those things at the same yeah. time.
1: <laughs> there was one day where it was like. Multiple meats and a fish, and a you know, it's like this, this Christmas feast, and those fake cigarettes. And it was
0: a nightmare, was
1: yeah, it was a small room, and it was a <laughs> t- t- disastrous amount of smells.
0: Oh, that fucking those fake cigarettes really stink,
1: they're terrible,
0: yeah. You I know. don't
1: know how that could be better for you than, uh, I. I mean, I guess you know. Well, I don't real smoke anymore, before, you
0: know. So I smoke them, you know. I know how to smoke because I did smoke when you smoke the the fake ones. You don't, you you don't get, you don't feel like having another one.
1: No, but it feels like paper is burning. It's and like you're something. Inhaling it's it. like
0: some sort of herb, or I don't know what's in there. Yeah, I no, you're some... definitely inhaling shit.
1: Yeah, it's not. It can't be good. For, can't be No, good for you,
0: right? no. Um, but you smoke? Did you smoke in Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah. Fake cigarettes, though. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever smoke for real? Uh, you know. No, dabbled. I don't.
1: <laughs> dabbled.
0: <You> dabbled? <laughs> that's where you're going to clam up. No, I didn't. <laughs> That—that's the line. That's the. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. You Dabbled. Fine. So when when you went to college, did you? So that's where you got your primary training. I got my
1: primary training and dabbling.
0: Yeah, and dabbling with cigarettes <laughs> and acting.
1: No, I uh let's see. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I studied a little bit at A C you know, I did class at ACT. I studied at the National Theatre in London for a summer. I studied around When you were younger? Yeah.
0: National Theatre in London.
1: Yeah. did a summer program over there. It was really great. Yeah. And uh I mean maybe I was in was I I was over eighteen at that time. But I studied around I liked to study. Yeah. I like it. Um
0: Doing scene work and that kind scene of stuff. Scene
1: work or body work, Alexander Gartaske, like you know all that kind of. You did all that. stuff. I yeah. yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I did
0: and it made a difference. Which
1: is funny. I don't think I you know I don't think it's obvious and me necessarily, What? <laughs> but no. I liked it. I did. You know, like
0: I just the more I talk to actors and as somebody who's doing it now because I'm always poking around trying to figure things out. You know, whatever you put together for yourself is what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There are some real nerds about it, and some real arrogant people about about process. But like ultimately, you're going to take it from wherever you, whatever works for you.
1: Yeah, and I also, I never really liked to exhibit my p- process so uh-huh. much. Like, but I did used to do a lot of stuff, and yeah. I do some of it now. Some of it is stuck. Some of it hasn't. Some of it would come in weird ways. Yeah. Like I remember somebody once gave me the as a joke the Tony Robbins.
0: Oh, yeah. series right oh, yeah. and there's a
1: workbook in there uh-huh. and I remember being like you know what I'm gonna use this workbook and I can't I wish I could re- recall which characters I did it on but there's this whole workbook about like where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself and, like what is your biggest fear what would happen if you got over that biggest fear and it actually <laughs> worked really great as like a, a character workbook oh really you. yeah for, for when I was like well, yeah, I wanted to do that kind of work oh so
0: is it I would keep you... journals
1: I would do you know I mean all that kind oh, of stuff oh it's sort
0: of like but your, never, ver- yeah. your version of backstory yeah Oh, so that you used a template of uh, Tony Robbins. There's
1: dude. a Tony Robbins workbook that I got, and I was and like, like, this is this is kind of perfect. It's good
0: for character building. Yeah. Well, no,
1: and of course, I didn't do it for my real life and get any-
0: No, of course not. <laughs> get, but, well, but, no, I should have. <laughs> I should have. No, maybe not. The quote-unquote quote quote,
1: joke gift that I got- You might have quit acting and just
0: started going to Tony Robbins concerts. Well,
1: they look like they might be fun. Really? Well- yeah. <laughs> People
0: hyped though. Sure, yeah, feel good for a few days. Spend a couple grand. I'll and take any. Leave of them. thinking you can win.
1: <laughs> I would. That would be great if I could get convinced of that. That would be amazing. My life would be different.
0: <laughs> you are winning.
1: Yes, knock
0: on wood. Um So, freaks and geeks wasn't the first one.
1: No, I had done well, a couple years at least. I had my twenty-first birthday on my first set, and I was playing a freshman in high school. In TV, uh huh, on a Saturday morning kids show, and I remember having that birthday, and I th- and I thought to myself, if I could have every single birthday on a set, yeah. I'd be the luckiest person in the world.
0: How, you know, how'd that I wanted work to out? Be, how many did you get?
1: Uh, on actually on set,
0: yeah, probably uh, a lot. Not that many. No, I mean you know, My ER like three must have three birthdays or four birthdays on <laughs> a hundred set. hundred
1: yeah. Um, but th- th- I'm in June, so oh. sometimes you're not. Really oh yeah, not villain. shooting. Yeah.
0: you could just go over there. You mind if I just go into the studio? Well, then that changes after
1: like 20 years. You're like, "Ah, I just would like to have my
0: birthday (laughs) birthday off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: No, I should still be so lucky.
0: So you did uh, like just TV stuff first?
1: I did. I did. I got my first job. um, Well, when I worked at that, Commercial agency. In San Francisco? In San Francisco for the, like the summer. Yeah. I would, uh, I got to be an extra in a commercial.
0: Oh, exciting.
1: not a glamorous job but for you, me at the time. But you were but on for, camera. I mean, it was glamorous for me at the time, but you know. And then I came to LA and I tore down the thing on a post and I was an extra in a movie. It was a not great experience. And then um I was in a play and I kept sending out invitations for like actors and managers. I got that book. I can't remember the name of the book oh, now, yeah. but it was like you yeah, yeah, have yeah. all the actors. managers and agents and addresses.
0: Did anyone come?
1: A friend of a friend had a manager and he was coming to see it. And he was like, I'll send one to them and I'll bring him. And he came and he saw me. And of course, (laughs) I was playing hunchback because (laughs) I I got a choice to audition for like the ingenue or the hunchback. And I was like, the hunchback. (laughs) Um, And uh, and so he came and saw the play. And uh, afterwards, like, I'd love to represent you. Come meet with me. Yeah. And so I met with him. And the first audition he sent me on was a kid's Saturday morning show called Bone Chillers. Yeah. And I went in and I auditioned. Yeah. And I got the part.
0: And you're off and running. And
1: I was like, oh, my God. This is incredible. I had been working, scooping ice cream at my college. Yeah. At Loyola. $4.25 an hour. And the idea of, like, making scale was the, like, it was just unbelievable to me yeah it was unbelievable to me that i could make a living as an actor It just didn't really seem like a real possibility yeah. i didn't know anybody who had actually
0: right done it right
1: and as a job but by the time i'd go into college i was like that's what i want to do yeah and it Nobody happened you're 21 i'm not gonna do that yeah but, you know i don't know how i'm gonna do it and then i played very very young yeah for a long time i looked very young that's i was it. a late bloomer i hit puberty really late that's I, good know, though
0: well it's it good sucked for you. in high school Okay, but I mean for the job. But, yeah,
1: for Hollywood it was great.
0: It's good because uh, if you can find somebody that can act and also play 15, yeah. it's like you can get a lot of you know mileage out of that.
1: Yes, and I knew people who were sort of in my similar situation who were like, oh, I hate it. I can yeah. only play a kid. And I was like, please, yeah. this is going to run out. Yeah, <laughs> The sands are going through the hourglass, so you might as well enjoy it. You're not going to be able to play young forever.
0: Right. So you played a kid for the first <laughs> few years?
1: Oh, yeah. Long. Yeah. I mean, mean,
0: all the way through Freaks and Geeks. Mm -hmm. You were 18, right? Past Freaks and
1: Geeks, yeah. Mm -hmm. So
0: you could really do it. You could really. And then you're also getting all that experience.
1: Yeah. And I loved it. I was excited. I mean, I wanted to play characters. So not playing something that was me was fun. Yeah. I I always wanted, that was sort of what I thought you were supposed to do.
0: But you were doing like, it seemed like, well, you did a few one offs, but then you did, you had arcs and things, it looks like.
1: It was uh, after my first. I booked a, the series. So yeah. I got like 13 episodes, chillers. right? Yeah. yeah. Which was a big deal. Like, yeah. To book a series sure, was a yeah. Yeah. big deal. Everybody was excited. Your new I was manager
0: excited. must have been thrilled.
1: Oh, yeah. It how how like long a, did
0: you stay with that guy? Uh,
1: for as long as I could. And then he said to me, he actually said to me, I don't know how much more I can do for you. It might be time for you to move on. Like he was very kind about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he, he thought I had a bigger, bigger I had outgrown it. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So, um.
0: That's yeah. a nice story.
1: Yeah, it is. So,
0: yeah. So you got a series, and then you did like
1: I did guest spots. But there was like a there was a year where I feel like I didn't work for a whole year. Yeah. And then I think I got a part on Third Rock from the Sun.
0: John Lithgow, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Who was the nicest person? I remember him being the nicest person back then. Yeah. That was a really nice cast. Yeah. And uh, and then we worked again on Daddy's Home too. Oh yeah. yeah. He was oh, like, All he, this time.
0: Yeah. Did he play your father-in-law?
1: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, how does we well, might as well tell the story because oh, no. what story? <laughs> no, well, just about like how because I've talked to Judd, I've talked to Paul, but that seemed to be a very cathartic thing for everybody involved. And you know, what was the process of freaks and geeks? Because it was it's such a, a special and you know kind of isolated show.
1: Yeah, and I think everybody has it. You know, nobody really knew who any of us were at right. all, and some of us had not worked at all. Right, and even if we had worked. People maybe didn't notice, of course. you know. Yeah. Like I had been working, but yeah. nobody.
0: Yeah, you're in a lot of TV took stuff. Took notice, right. you know. Right.
1: I mean, my story is I remember I kept auditioning for pilot season. You know, this whole oh, yeah. pilot sure. season what thing was that, where you like get like, a bunch of scripts, when was you that? read the first episode, and everybody goes in on auditions. And back Hundred. then, yeah. it was only network yeah. television. Right. So you would, if you got to the point where it was you and a few other people, where you, you test. Would, you would test you yeah. would have to sign the agreement yeah, like yeah. i will be in this show for the next six or seven years yeah. and this is my pay and yeah. you know you know how it works right um and then you would go in and if two of you didn't get cast and one did they'd rip up two contracts and the one person would go on to become the person in the show right so the year before it had happened to me and i tested for a bunch of stuff where it's like sign the contract, negotiate the contract, Ugh. and then get there and then heartbreak. Like, well, yeah, not and you go in.
0: in for all those executives. Yeah, you have to go
1: in like a hundred times too. It's, I mean, a hundred, but like With, literally, cause one rooms. time I went in like eight times for something, you know, because yeah. you go into the casting director and then you go into the other person and the other person. And it the other just person. keeps
0: getting scarier and scarier. Yeah, as the
1: group gets bigger and yeah. the people who are judging you is more, and then it needs it's to go worse. through more people, and then, you know. Yeah. And so the year before, I had like almost gotten a bunch of things. Yeah. So the next year came and I think people were, casting directors were aware that I was maybe somebody who could potentially be hired and I was up for three things on NBC at that time. And I read Freaks and Geeks and I was like, this isn't like anything else. It really wasn't. You know, it was like, that was sort of what killed it in its own way. It it wasn't like anything else.
0: What was it exactly that made you know that? Because it was, it seemed more vulnerable or more real or... That. It was
1: funny in a way that Wasn't a one-liner funny, right?
0: Right, yeah.
1: Um, it was in between a sitcom and a drama, which wasn't happening a lot Uh at all at uh that point. Like, that just really wasn't. Uh It didn't seem heightened. Yeah, it seemed like bittersweet,
0: organic, heartbreaking. Yeah,
1: and it also seemed to me that the girl was smart. Yeah, and not sexualized. Right, you know, I mean, it was just like an interesting character to me. It was this person who seemed to be going through what I felt like I sort of went through. As a kid, yeah. where it was like you really love your parents, but you need to separate. Right. You like your friends, but you kind of out, you know you just the idea of outgrowing yeah. who you once were. Right. In some way. Right. And it just felt there was a heart to it yeah, that didn't yeah. seem to be. The other thing I was reading was like girl like battling with like how to be like rebellious and sexual, and the right. other one was like um, I can't even remember what the other one was. And I remember getting a phone call. Because there were three things on the table, and I said, I want to wait for this one. And yeah. so I had to negate the other two. Right. So it was like, if I didn't get that one, then I wasn't going to probably have a job that year. Right. Because those were my three things that I had gone all the way to the end with. I took yeah. a chance. It was like a gamble. Yeah. And they said... um and I got a phone call from someone from the network because the other two things were on the same network on NBC. And they said, you know, these other two are probably more of a sure thing. This other one especially, it's so-and-so and such-and-such, and it's in-house, and I just want you to know. like. And I said, you know, I really appreciate the phone call, which I don't know where I got the guts for this. Right? Yeah. But I was like, I really appreciate the phone call, but I really believe in this, and I'm going to try to do – I'm going to go for this one, and yeah. hopefully this will be the one. Right. Which was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. I didn't know that those phone calls weren't always made, and I didn't – I don't think I realized what that meant at the right. time, and
0: but you you, you loved the material I loved and, it. and 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 absolutely depth. loved it. Yeah. I
1: was like committed to how much yeah. I loved it. That's great. And then I heard that they didn't want to see me. Uh. Somebody wasn't a fan. I don't uh. know what was true and what isn't. You know, because yeah, yeah. you get filtered these things through.
0: You never found out later. Time. You know,
1: I don't.
0: They could have been trying to dupe you into doing the other thing.
1: Who knows, right? right? Yeah. so So, um, but they were pretty supportive. I have to say, like they just the oh, yeah. was, was, they were supportive. But th- I think that everybody who read it knew it was good material special yeah yeah so yeah i auditioned and then i auditioned again and then i auditioned with the real people that like i auditioned with uh god jason who i had been in a movie with before oh yeah so he was the only person i'd ever really known yeah. and then um i remember franco being there i remember a couple of people being there that ended up being in the show Mm-hmm. Um, John Daly wasn't there yet because I think he got cast out out of New York, but there was a thing where they brought us all together and we did mixes and matches uh-huh. and then we read for like several parts,
0: yeah
1: and then i got I got the part
0: and it was always pretty fun that process yeah. I mean
1: that process was I mean the if you look at the group of people themselves, I mean, like i I'm sure you know like working with when you work with a group of people who are really funny,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it makes everyday really fun
0: sure yeah so and
1: then you know and those were really funny kids yeah yeah and then there was this special thing to it too where a lot of them were very young so you had people's parents on set all the time
0: oh right so like Seth <laughs> yeah. has
1: wonderful parents yeah and they were on set all the time and yeah. you grow to love people's family it's like going to school or like community yeah. center with people because you end up knowing just more than
0: yeah right the actor right. next to you sure sure you get to know them as people see where they come yeah. from you and, yeah you see
1: people's parents you see yeah. what they, you know what I mean and, and it was a you know, you relative mean, you, to your life.
0: You mean Canadians?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Several. Yeah. But, you know, so you it was, um, and I think everybody was green enough at the time to be completely optimistic. And so that, there was, nobody was really jaded yet. Oh,
0: right, right. And so
1: there was that going into it with the group of people that they had chosen. They chose people that weren't the usual suspects. Yeah, Which is nice because, you know, I think the more you get – there's, like, always a list of usual suspects that come in. I've talked
0: to Martin, too. Like, Martin. Love Martin. Yeah, he's something.
1: He's so talented. Yeah. And what you didn't realize, too, when he was a kid was you would sit there and you would talk to him and his posture would be one way. And then he would go to play Bill. And it was almost like he had Estelle Getty's posture from The Golden Girls. (laughs) Like, it was like a total – There was a metamorphosis there that people just assumed, oh, that's just him.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It
1: it wasn't. No, everybody was really, you know, and I was older. I was kind of pitching up my voice. I was kind of like pushing things down. You know, I was like, you know, we were all doing character work, which was really fun. And we were all watching each other and encouraging each other to do it. Uh And then Busy and I had, we both went to Loyola.
0: I just talked to her. She's great. Yeah. You guys friends? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't see it's hard right. to see everybody anymore, sure, especially when you course. have family and then you're working and you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, um, and you, you guys got along right away?
1: Yes. We knew we went to oh, the yeah. same college. We'd kind of like known each other peripherally. And she yeah. tells this story about like how I saw her. And they were like, you should do the show. And then we end up doing the show together. You know, it's just, yeah. We end up being on ER together later. And it, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot. Somebody once told me it's a long life in this business if you're lucky. And I feel like, I hope that that's true because there's a lot of, a lot of good things that come back around.
0: Yeah, and and work, and you just did that that last Paul Feig movie too. Yeah, and that was fun, huh? Yeah, I didn't. You called me, see it. he's like, I
1: have this thing. You want to come for <laughs> for two days? I'm like, yes, whatever you say. Like, yes, I'll go.
0: Those relationships stayed strong.
1: Yeah, Paul's a sweet. Person. He is a great guy. His, yeah. his, you know, a lot of that freaks and geeks, like a lot of that bittersweet heartbreak stuff it's is all him. Is, well, not all him. I mean, it's a collaboration. The writers' room there was amazing too. There was so many people. On that show who brought their whole selves to it because they sort of asked them to like, hey, what's the worst thing that happened to you? Put it in the show. Oh, and really? People would. Yeah. And people really delved into like that crappy time of being a kid where you feel terrible about yeah everything, but hopeful about everything, too. Yeah.
0: Well, that, so that was that. that was the life changer. That series.
1: No. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I'm I'm still waiting for the life changers Uh, oh
0: yeah maybe it'll Um, happen uh, keep trying thank you it seems like you've tried everything I'm still trying I just
1: worked till four in the morning last night (laughs) Um, no I think uh, that changed things in some ways yeah but then the show died yeah yeah and at that point, when a show died, it meant things to people. It wasn't like, oh, well, someone else will pick it up and it'll right. just run forever. Yeah. When a show died back then, you were considered a failure.
0: Uh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, there was a not stin- me
1: personally. I, I don't think but there's necessarily. There was a little
0: bit of a stink on you. That there you're... just
1: was like, a, what do you do next? Right. You know.
0: Yeah. And what yeah. do you do
1: next? That kind of compares to that. Yeah. And why didn't people like that? Right. And why didn't that work? And you know, because. I had this thing where, like, I was in these magazines as, like, you know, yeah, we were in all these different things, like Critics' Choices yeah. and, you know, won an Emmy for casting or all these different things happened, but then the success didn't match up yeah. and then it got canceled and then all of us were out of a job. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And the guys didn't feel great. They yeah. wanted it to go. Like, everybody, sure, of course. You know, the guys in charge, everybody wanted it, it, it to succeed, so... There was a feeling of well, back to the back to the trying Kind of devastating.
0: Board. Yeah. And how long were you out of work? You were doing movies too a bit, right? Yeah. Looks like you did some weird movies.
1: I did. <laughs> well, you know, I did. What am I gonna? I don't. No, I, I don't know. have I'm my not choice. judging
0: you, but it I was. Like I was. Little,
1: that was a little judgy. No,
0: you, well, no, just like it's, I was looking at things, and there's. I think your first movie was like, or maybe not your first one one's a D. Snyder project. Okay,
1: Strangeland. Yes. <laughs> Which, that was coming off the heels of Sling Blade. It was the same studio. So, like, they're doing this horror movie, uh-huh. which is the only other horror movie. They're doing this horror movie, and it's, like, the same studio as Sling Blade. You know, it's all that sort of stuff. Sure. But that was... We had fun. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I ever went away on location, and we Where had were you? fun. were Colorado.
0: But it seems like... What was it about?
1: It was about a guy who was in, like, um, into body modification and sort of, like, body torturing. Yeah. him, like, stalking yeah. this girl and her father and... Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Idea.
0: <laughs> so it was a good experience.
1: Oh, making that movie was so much fun. Yeah. I have very rarely had bad experiences. Yeah. Very very rarely.
0: Yeah. You know, you work with some very funny people and yes. w- amazing people. Yes. Martin Short.
1: Yes. Well, that was fun too. I bet. That was a whole improv movie. We had fun.
0: And Reese. Yes. And which
1: I love, <laughs> I remember at the time, I was just like, I don't know if you want it because I think it was after Fees. She's like, I don't know if you want to do this part. And I was like, I think that part is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to <laughs> do that part. You know, I didn't know that the movie would become, you know, Legally Blonde became this like thing. thing. It's now, yeah. yeah, I had no idea it would become that, but
0: she's she's kind of a thing. Reese is kind of an amazing person.
1: She can do both, she can do comedy, She did. Yeah. Mean, she's really she's and producing now, Powerhouse. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. But um, so you never had any really bad experiences.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I've never had a bad experience, but I think the the majority of my career, I've had good experiences. I like people. I like being on set. Well, it
0: seems like you were also aware at a young age of the possibilities of, you you know, bad things that can happen to actresses and making bad choices. My grandfather used
1: to always tell me, like, don't be an actress. It's a dirty business. (laughs) And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I think I was... Oblivious enough not to understand when things like that were happening to uh-huh. me in some ways, and to deflect them. Right. And I think um, there are definitely times when things could have gone other ways. Yeah. Um, but I was just lucky enough for that not to happen. But to also,
0: me. it seemed like the choices you make you don't you don't seem to exude the the kind of uh, you know strange you know insecurity or desperation. You seem pretty earnest and, and together for the most part. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. Uh, I have a lot of. Um, inner anxiety about stuff I have to say like and I question things because there are I feel infinite possibilities when I try to do a character or a piece right and then at the same time on the other side of that I feel like there's like some perfect way of doing it so I'm never quite satisfied
0: yeah I know that one yeah but
1: I I know what I like for the most part and but it
0: seems like you didn't uh, you you were able to not get used up
1: I tried not to yeah and I tried to stay out of any of the tabloidy things I Uh tried not to get drawn into that kind of stuff
0: early on and I think also that was a conscious choice
1: yeah I think there were opportunities where I could have made different choices to invite certain things right Um, but uh, I'm not that I'm contrary to what I do. I'm not sure I like to be totally looked at. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. in, a, in a way, sure. in a way. Yeah. Um I'm very open with my my friends and right. I'm very open with people that I meet and I I love meeting people. Which yeah. is the reason why I like being on sets. Like yeah. it's just a, an incredible pop-up community.
0: Well, it seems like like even with like something like ER which you were on for a long time. I mean that 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 like out of all the shows that people love, that seemed to be a real family somehow that yeah. evolved.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, like as the ca- as the cast changed and, you know, there was a history to it and you know, like it seemed pretty dug in. Like yeah. it must have been a pretty good life for a few years.
1: I, it was, I actually was only intending on staying a year, yeah. a year and a half. It, you know, I'd had like a bunch of stuff personally happen that I just wanted to be close to home and I just wanted to, you know, like work and dive into work and be uh-huh. close to home. And they said, you know, they want to meet with you. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm interested in doing a television show at the moment. Like, let, you know, I just w-. And I went and I met with them, and uh, I remember seeing Jonathan Kaplan, who had directed The Accused, talking about the show, and like all these people. And then I remember watching an episode where um, there, a lot of the characters went over in Africa, and I watched the act, and I was like, this is different than anything I've seen on television. Yeah. They said, you know, you can come on for a year and a half. I thought, well, that's good. I can stay close to my family. I can sort of like dig in here. Right. And uh, and then after a year and a half, I'll just go Get out. Other stuff, you know? Because I never like to stay in one place long enough. Like I I really I like to change it up.
0: Yeah. For in terms uh, of work. Yes. Yeah. As
1: much as I can. I don't always have those opportunities to choose everything. I don't get like the first crop of choices. Yeah. But whenever I can I try to choose things that are sort of different from the last. And so after the first year and a half, it was such a wonderfully supportive, hilarious group of people we laughed so much on that show which is surprising because it's so serious but i right. think that's what keeps it sort of sure, <laughs> alive <sure. laughs> for you that I, I couldn't imagine choosing to leave the community of it yeah and the work was always really fun we always had people uh, for me when other actors come in who you admire or who are great or who challenged you like we always had um, incredible guest stars on it sure though. yeah so it was and, and the actual cast was all they were fantastic actors so yeah. we had fun working together and we had fun off screen together and there's some of my, close friends still so yeah yeah and it's and so the community of it was really a, a beautiful thing and I stayed
0: and it um, got you through whatever you were yeah, going it through got me
1: through a lot of things and it yeah. got a lot of you know and, and if you spend it was the longer than I'd spent it was longer than I'd spent in high school longer sure. than I spent in college right and so that community of people was like a support system
0: I, I it's it's so weird because like when I, I I mean I came to Freaks and Geeks later and because I don't keep up with things, I don't watch enough things. When I saw you on Mad Men, I'm like, oh, look, she's back. But you never went anywhere. No,
1: but that's. But the funny thing about ER is that industry-wise, people didn't really watch it so much anymore. We're all, like if I go travel somewhere
0: oh, yeah, people, outside Sam, of America, people yeah. are like,
1: emergency room, yeah.
0: emergency, room yeah, <laughs> yeah. emergency room.
1: But within the industry, people just thought I disappeared.
0: Right. But you were um, working like a lot? I was hmm. working
1: and enjoying sure. myself. So, you know.
0: But there And are, also but like you honing got,
1: certain skills. Oh, okay, I but can't imagine. But then after that, my skills had been honed in such a way that I felt like I needed to take a break. Uh-huh. And so- You
0: left on, left on your own will?
1: I waited till the show ended. Oh, I ended right. with the show. Okay. And then when I left, um, I just sort of took a break and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait and I'm going to find something that I- because I love to work. Yeah. And that can be a wonderful thing and that can also be like, hey, you got to chill out for a second and just sure. like wait for something. We you had know? some money
0: saved. You could think about things.
1: Yeah, and also I just I like I like I like the process. Sure. So, um, but anyways, and so I uh, I waited, and then, uh, then I got the script called Return, which is one of my favorite things that I had done, and it was a it was a small film with Liza Johnson, who at the time was a first. Oh, you director. played
0: a a soldier, right? Yeah, yeah. soldier
1: returning, uh-huh. and I was in. It was the first movie I was in, nearly every frame. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and so that was really that was really um, Michael Shannon and John yeah. Slattery and. It was really a great experience.
0: So the whole, the ER thing really gave you like a whole sort of toolbox of chops and confidence and Yes, ability. but you worked
1: in one way. Like there's a way of working in television when it's procedural that is like, you know, you know, you learn how to like
0: Do, get it done beats. every yeah, single day. Right, right.
1: Um, and you... For me, that's. But it also helped me to learn to like really listen to other people mm-hmm. in a in a different way because uh-huh. that's what keeps it interesting for you is sure. what the people bringing in yeah. have to offer you yeah. So when we'd get like Stanley Tucci or Forrest Whitaker or any of these people who came in to play their roles, it added a different dynamic, and you were able to I don't know it helped me it honed a, a listening skill for me in uh-huh. a way. Oh, that's great. Changing the performance and, and that's, that's important. Sort of my, I don't and then. But everything's different. Like that doing that show is a hundred times different than doing bloodline was a, a totally different experience, even yeah, though sure. it's a series. So
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but for you personally as a, a person who can do what you do, every experience adds to you know, the confidence and to the ability. Like you don't show up places anymore where you're like, What the fuck's happening
1: here? No, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. I definitely show up. And I can also feel like I know what I do, and then the next day I'll be like, What am I doing? Um <laughs> But that's good, you know, yeah. I feel like once yeah. you get too convinced of what you're doing, you're be not discovering enough.
0: Did you like doing Mad Men? Yes. That's kind of interesting universe, huh? Yes,
1: yes, kind of yes. Love. And I, there's a very, you know, it's like, um, it was a, I, you know, I didn't join the show not knowing what the show was. I knew sure. what the show was, yeah. and I liked the show, so being yeah. part of it was fun. Yeah. And then you have the ability to trust what's happening there. You know, when you do a new show, you're sort of like trying to feel out like how it's going to work and right. what it's going to be. Does and- this
0: person know what they're doing? The gen- well, sometimes, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and you and you can do. It seems like you can do anything. You can do comedy. You can, you know, you're you're a good foil. You can do drama. You can do everything. Thank you. And they still, everybody still uh, puts you in the funny movies. You're in big funny movies.
1: Yeah. Thank and you. they're
0: also in kids movies. Yeah. You do you do everything. What is this thing you're that is at the end of the? Uh, Resume here. What's this Al Capone movie?
1: Oh, that I'm doing a show right now called Dead to Me. Yeah, that's a dramedy. Okay, with Christina Applegate.
0: Oh, okay. And, uh, How's she doing? She's great. Great. She's so good. Good.
1: Um, and uh, is that and on? Not yet. No, we just we finished shooting on next week. We have three more days. How many did you do? Uh, ten. I wow. just finished last night at four a.m. <laughs> so
0: oh, oh my mind's a you're tired. Crazy,
1: but that's a uh, that's been really fun. Uh, so, um, and then. The Al Capone movie that is Fonzo is uh was, Tom Hardy plays Al Capone. it's
0: crazy. You're working with Tom Hardy. Yeah. What the fuck? That's like yeah. uh, that's like a, a well of like what the hell's going on there.
1: With but him or yeah, with yeah, with him
0: but just not with him. Like he's so like he's such an odd actor. He's so good. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, I can't he's I, so
1: good. he plays his like, wife? Yes, I play makeup on, And it's about uh and the director is Josh Trank and he wrote it and directed it and He'll cut it all together. It'll be totally his vision, and he's got like a really specific, and really cool vision. It's about Al Capone in his last years and the and his uh, syphilitic dementia.
0: Wild, yeah. That, when you do movies like and you've done so many of them,
1: I mean, I don't know if it's about that, but but that's,
0: that's the period.
1: That's what it is. <laughs> that's the
0: time in Al's life. Yeah. But when you do movies like that, don't when you when you read a script, isn't it sort of like mind blowing to like who would. Commit to this story. Why this story? It's just amazing to me that people choose what they choose. Yeah, you know but that's what I mean? the whole thing. It's I know like that's I know. what creates that's the vision. Is your yeah. choices. Do you ever think about writing or doing that? Stuff? Yes, do you do. I it? do write.
1: I write with a partner, and he and I have sold two things that never got made. Okay, but we went down the road. You know, yeah, the whole sure. Thing. Um, and I always hesitate to say that because as you say, you're a writer. Because everybody's like, "Oh, I'm a writer." You know,
0: so. well, was it projects for that you wanted to be in, or one just was like- not
1: and one was, and then we're working on a few other things and oh that's yeah. cool i like it i really like and writing. you've been
0: doing you've done so much tv and stuff did you ever direct
1: no not yet
0: no. you want to do that too eventually am i saying things where you're like why does he bring this up he knows i want to do it and i just haven't fucking done it yet and i don't know why oh no not uh, at all okay. not okay. at all no i
1: actually had an opportunity to do it but at this point it's uh i feel like i need to sort of take a little breather a uh-huh. moment uh-huh. and sort of have my real because of just the coming off the series it's been a long haul and I was on a movie right before that. So I'm just gonna take a little break. Yeah. And uh recollect
0: okay. myself. All right. Well But
1: uh but no, I do want to do those things. I don't know that sounds way too serious for what? I don't know. I yeah. sounded very serious right about then? collecting about
0: myself. Recollecting yourself? Yeah,
1: that is not even a word. But I'm so <laughs> serious about it.
0: <laughs> I just wanna, you just wanna you know reground.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re
0: uh regroup my life. Regroup. Relive your life? Yeah, okay. No. Uh sometimes you're awfully hard on yourself. Yeah. What is that about?
1: Annoying. It's annoying.
0: To you? <laughs>
1: to me. I'm hard on myself about being hard on myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ever f- tried to figure out why?
1: Uh, I think it's rooted in. Uh, well, do we really want to go? I think it's anxiety. To be honest, I think if you have anxiety, it'll go in any way. You know, it's like water; it'll find a it'll find a channel. No, I have it.
0: I have it, but mine manifests in dread. Like yes. I. Like I get like, uh, like I start thinking and then I'm like, but over nothing, like, you know, like today I've got to to eat lunch, you know, like just like ridiculous shit is how my anxiety works. But that's why
1: I'm saying it'll find something.
0: I know, but I don't beat the shit out of myself as much as I used to.
1: Uh, How did you stop?
0: by I I didn't know what purpose it was serving on some level, and I, that doesn't always stop it. You, you know what I it's mean? It's not but,
1: serving any purpose. No, it's, it's just, the
0: worst. It's but a, I
1: also feel like I'm gonna. I think I can flip it sometimes. I yeah. Think sometimes it goes negative, and I think at that, that same, I think it also goes positive sometimes too. Like right, can flip it if. So I'm gonna practice that.
0: Flipping it. Flipping it from I think I a suck negative imagination, to, I'm good. you can
1: also flip it to being yeah you know, imagining the worst. So you can yeah well, I can't I I, and I do feel like that is part of. Why I do it. I mean, I also feel like I might win the lottery. Yeah. And I also feel like there might be an earthquake. You know what I mean? It's sure. the same. Do you play the lottery?
0: Same.
1: I do. <laughs> but then I don't check my ticket, so I don't know what that
0: means. <laughs> More anxiety.
1: Yeah, maybe. Like, yeah. what happens if I Yeah, yeah. Well, Did I throw away a ticket? Did, did I throw
0: said? away a winning ticket?
1: Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, I didn't, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. It's good I mean, talking to you. I Thanks. have some in my wallet, if you want. You do? Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: That was nice. She's intense, but very charming. But very, I you know, there's a lot going on there. I enjoyed that. That was Linda Cardellini and me. And she, she uh, can be seen currently in the movie Green Book, which she's great in. Uh, it's in theaters now, and she's in the upcoming Netflix comedy series Dead to Me. Now I'm going to play some haunting, echo-ridden. Guitar...